Broadcasting live from Scramblers. It is our Friday Road Show. And guess what? Is a special Friday Road Show. If you are a first responder, those first responders out there, you get some free breakfast this morning here at Scramblers. Thanks, of course, to Scramblers, Pyramid Roofing Company, Barker's Frame and Collision, all coming together to do free breakfast for first responders this morning. So all you got to do is come out. We also have some special. 1041 KSGF uh, first responder breakfast bumper stickers. If you want one of those, we try to have numerous different variations of KSGF stickers. And we have out here this morning those first responder stickers. So if you'd like one of those, want to get yourself free breakfast, come on out and join us this morning. We will have Tom Martz joining us in the 7 o'clock hour. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft will be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. And you just never know who else is going to show up this morning. In the meantime, let's get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. Following up on a story we brought you earlier this week, an 86-year-old man has died from his injuries after he was run over by a car in Springfield Tuesday night. Police say they believe the victim, Jerry Wickwer, had walked out of the dive bar on East Division Street and passed out behind a car in the parking lot. The driver didn't know Wickwer was there when they backed out and hit him. Officers are still investigating, but believe the two men were friends and the incident was not intentional. A West Plains man will spend several years behind bars for distributing child pornography and sexual exploitation of a one-year-old child. Authorities found explicit images on Kenneth Worthy's cell phone of him with the victim. Worthy is sentenced to 40 years in federal prison without parole. And the city of Springfield wants your feedback on the future of historical Commercial Street. You can offer your opinion about how the money should be spent. You can find that on the city of Springfield's website. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast sponsored by Wolf. Pack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, mostly cloudy today. There is a 40% chance of rain, a high of 57. Rain tonight, 43. Slight chance of rain tomorrow with a high of 48. And Sunday, sunshine, 51. Ryan A1, Custom Car Care, how are you, sir? Good morning, sir. And good morning to you. Uh, so I guess, yeah, this will probably be the last chat we have before Christmas. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, give us the gift of wisdom. I shall. I shall. I think the important part is uh, just considering, you know, everybody's getting ready to travel. You want to get that vehicle ready and you want to go to a place that you can trust or you want to do it yourself. That's understandable. But I think it's important this time of year to remember that there is a big difference between looking at something Mm -hmm. and knowing what you're looking for. And that... That happens when you pick a shop as well. And I, I mean, yeah, sure, we check things accurately. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just looking at, is it full? Right. But there are a lot of shops that are that way, to be honest. You know, just to, just to share. Like, find a reliable, responsible repair service or yourself that when it comes to, hey, is my coolant full? That's not all you're looking at. You know, what's the condition of it? Is it ready for winter? Is it going to freeze? Because... 
freezing stuff inside of hard things is not good. Right. Everybody's done that with a bottle mm-hmm. of pop in the fridge, right? So it's not just about, you know, is the fluid full? Do I have my kit in the car? You know, have my wiper blades been changed? Look at the condition of things and, and what is really going on before you go take that trip to New Hampshire or whatever. Or even two hours away. Yeah. I mean, there are some there are some pretty remote places in between here and just Branson. Well, right? and let me tell you something. In addition to that, people don't oftentimes think of this. So uh, Christmas Eve is probably for those two to three hour drives when a lot of people leave. That's a Sunday. Yeah. So you have a breakdown on a Sunday. It's not like the middle of the week yep. where even though it's Christmas Eve, you're hoping maybe a shop. So, I mean, you're talking about a Sunday Christmas Eve and the likelihood of finding a place that can take care of you it's diminished and i'm sure towing is going to be more expensive and so you want to take those steps ahead of time to try and diminish the likelihood that that's going to happen it's just a little bit of smarts yep you know just a little bit a little bit goes a long way it does all right well merry christmas sir merry christmas right ryan a1 custom car care and don't forget of course dustin and sarah uh, with uh, the radio show a1 custom car care every saturday right here on springfield's talk 1041 and if you ever miss it or you just want to check it out you can listen to the shows of the past in the on-demand section at ksgf.com and now the latest traffic update streaming live ksgf.com in a good friday morning we're at scramblers republic road and national We've got a first responders breakfast this morning for you first responders. Free breakfast thanks to Pyramid Roofing Company and Barker's Frame and Collision. All you got to do is just come out and join us. Have some breakfast. You, somebody asked me yesterday, in fact, they're like, well, if you're not a first responder, can you like still come out there? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as usual, everything else is just fully open and functional. It's just... On this day, if you are a first responder, you don't have to pay for breakfast. So there you go. That person also asked, so like, are you, if you're not a first responder, are you allowed to, you know, do you pay for breakfast if you want to for them? And I said, no, 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 that's, that's where Pyramid Roofing and Barker's Frame and Collision and Scramblers, they all come together and do that. Washington Examiner has a story Shadow of doubt, FBI keenly focused on elevated risk of outside influence in the 2024 election. And its its jumping off point here is Christopher Wray, FBI director, telling Senate lawmakers last week that it is not seriously disputed that our foreign adversaries have tried and are continuing to try to interfere in our elections. We're keenly focused on the risk that foreign adversaries, whether it's Russia, whether it's China, whether it's Iran or others, would seek to interfere in our elections. Now, stories like this, and the Washington Examiner is not some left-wing outlet. I mean, I mean they're, they're certainly not right-wing, though they relatively speaking, are to the right of mainstream. But it's not an outlet that if you are some Trump supporter, you're going to, that this is your go-to, particularly, excuse me, when it comes to elections. In fact, even in this story, anytime they write any story regarding election interference, they seem insistent on referencing the fact that, you know, Trump... um, 
claims without evidence that this happened and debunked this and that and so forth. So they, they dismiss any sort of concerns of um, of the uh, election going the wrong way. Point being is they're pretty down the road middle. And when you have an outlet like this that writes a story from the, the, the vantage point of the FBI director talking about election interference and so forth, and then that is essentially the sum of the story. We, we have, and I know you know it, real problems in this country because we have seen fully without question election interference in a meaningful fashion in this country, but it wasn't outside influence. It was, in fact, from outlets like the one run by Christopher Ray. The, the absurdity of a country in which you have news articles written around the testimony of the FBI director that well, we really got our eye on these elections uh, because we fully understand there's no one that doubts election interference attempts coming from foreign countries. Well, what about the FBI? What about the Department of Justice? What about the CIA? This is an FBI that sat on the Hunter Biden laptop quietly throughout the election while there was a disinformation campaign being conducted by dozens of individuals that were current and former CIA individuals, personnel, persons, so-called experts. And the FBI knew it was a disinformation campaign, but they sat quietly and allowed it. And, and you can bet without question there was coordination there. Do you think when you have 51 individuals signing a letter falsely claiming that the Hunter laptop story was Russian disinformation, that they did not have somebody make sure that no one from the FBI was going to come out and say, uh, no, actually, it's a true story. We do have the laptop. There is a laptop. They would not, those individuals would not put their signature on a letter like that during a campaign unless they knew that the FBI was not going to turn around and admit that it's not a Russian disinformation campaign. So clearly there had to be some sort of assurance given to those individuals by somebody with authority within the FBI to keep their mouths shut and to allow the disinformation campaign to continue. There, there was one study in particular that was done to try and gauge the impact of that disinformation campaign. And the way they went about it was go to states in which Biden won, close states, sought out a significant number of individuals who voted for Joe Biden that did not know about the laptop or they believed it was Russian disinformation. And enough of them claimed that had they known that it was not Russian disinformation, and in fact that it was true that they would not have voted for Joe Biden, and the numbers 
based off of those Biden voters. Again, these were Biden voters acknowledging that they would not have voted for him if they had known the truth were enough for the election to go to Trump. So here you had a meaningful interference in the election involving the FBI, involving individuals from the CIA, all of it kicked off by someone from the Biden campaign, Yet here we are talking about we've got to keep our eye on these foreign countries. We th- This is where we, we need to really focus our concern when it comes to interfering in our elections. And I'm not here to claim that there isn't and aren't attempts by foreign countries to interfere in elections. We do it all the time. We do it openly. I mean, Trump... Sorry, Obama just went up during the most recent elections involving Trudeau to campaign for the guy. Sometimes it's a little less obvious, which the Obama administration worked behind the scenes to try to get Netanyahu, uh, Netanyahu's opponent at one point to oust Netanyahu. So we do this as well. But aside from that fact, you know what? There has never been a study show There's never been a study that has shown anything that Russian bots posted on social media changed Hillary Clinton supporters to vote for Donald Trump. There's never been any sort of evaluation of foreign countries, quote, interfering in our elections through presumably social media. This is what they have been accused of in a way that has changed anybody's votes. The only occurrence in modern history of interference on a level that has been shown to actually change and alter the outcome of the election was interference by our own government. And of course, that is not even to mention the absurdity of Christopher Wray testifying to these concerns when these departments are going overdrive this election to try to interfere with it. Christopher Ray provides presides over an FBI that is filled with individuals that were openly amongst themselves through text messages and emails talking about ways to make sure Trump did not become president. You had a member of the FBI falsify evidence to submit to the FISA court so that the government could spy on the Trump campaign. And while they attempted to do it behind closed doors when Trump ran in 2016, they're doing it fully out in the open today. And to have the director of the FBI testify about the significance, and they're keenly aware of potential election interference coming from Russia or, or Iran or China, when he is part of the machinery that's done it before, successfully during the last election, according to studies, and they're blatantly involved in doing it again this time around, shows what a a circus clown world we're living in today and how absolutely corrupt these institutions are. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed.
Last week, while broadcasting here at Scramblers, we had Darren Chapel with us and Doc McGill as well for a period of time talking about an event that is going to kick off tomorrow. It's an annual event, Lane of Reeds National Cemetery, and wanted to do a last-minute push reminder for folks that while the wreaths have been gathered, it's uh, the... the um, the ability to uh, be there and experience these these wreaths on the different headstones, but also a bit of a ceremony as well. And the volunteers, of course, you and your help needed. And so uh, Doc is here once again just to give us the lowdown on what this is about, for one, and then what it is that we can do to help. Well, I appreciate being here again, Nick. I guess I guess we could title uh, this segment, Y'all Come Here. There you and go. There you go. Oh, you that's go. a good title. You're, you're exactly right. This is tomorrow is is a big day, um, and we will be honoring with approximately seven thousand wreaths, uh, the headstones of our veterans, and their families, uh, which is a, a, a unique thing for today because I think we mentioned the other day. You know, Veterans Day honors veterans, uh, Memorial Day honors those killed in action. But this day honors not only the veteran and their family with uh, with the laying of wreaths. And um, those veterans somewhat like, I'd say every veteran, somewhat like our founding fathers, pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor you know, for us and and for the freedom and liberty that we have all grown up with. And not just for us, but that it may go on for the, to the very end of time. Uh, I think it hit me the other day. A lot of people don't think it's just, this is an honor process, just honoring the veteran by laying a wreath on their grave. But in, in reality, it is so much more than that. Because the meaning of the wreath and it, when it's laid is incredible and you know the wreath itself is is circular without a beginning without an end which represents the essential uh, eternal presence of God it represents hope of life renewing itself it represents uh, hope of eternal life and it represents, just the shape of it represents the unending love of God. The, um, the color in the wreath is, is, is significant. Evergreen uh, represents eternal life. The uh, red bow on the wreath represents the blood of Christ that was shed. You know, when you put this all together, it symbolizes the promise of eternal life. And that's what we're recognizing with, with uh, as we place that on the, on the, on the headstone, and uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be an incredible day. We'll have a, a brief ceremony beforehand, uh, which includes taps and uh, a 21 gun salute. We will subsequently uh, um, place the wreaths respectively. There's a very particular way the wreath should be placed. And it's having been partnered by uh, Liberty Riders of America, is, is the essential group that's heading this up, been partnered with by Christian County, Greene County, 
and uh, Lawrence County 4-H'ers. And it's important that we all come out and, and show the support for our veterans and for their families. And it's important, the, the, the bringing together of the veterans and the citizens that they, they served and protected is an incredible thing. As we spoke about last week, you know, it takes um, thank you for your service to that next level. And uh, fortunately, it won't be as bad as last year. Last year, I think it was like 16 degrees. It was cold out there. It's going to be in the 40s this year. And uh, and fortunately, the, the the chance of rain has has been taken off of the forecast. And so we should have an incredibly good day. We'll have hot chocolate for the children and coffee. And, and uh, just a good time for for the citizens and the veterans to get together. Uh, ceremony starts at 11? Starts at 11 o'clock. So what time should people get there? Because you, you need to park, you need to walk yeah. a bit perhaps. You have to, may have to walk a little bit. There's, there's no parking inside the cemetery essentially. Uh, but across the street are a couple of shopping centers mm -hmm. that you can park in. We will be there at uh, 0700 or 0 dark hundred as we used to say. Yeah, because we've got 7,000 wreaths to get off of the trucks and placed in an area where it's easy to to place them. And I would suggest, you know, 10.30, 10.45 at the latest, people be sure to be there so we can get started right on time and get this, get this done. Well, and I would say also, particularly if you have kids or grandkids, and as, yeah, hopefully this isn't the case, but you just don't know with the way things are going in this country if mm -hmm. if this is a sort of thing that'll even be allowed um, down the road and and so having kids still you know to, that are kids today to grow up and to be able to look back on something like this something they'll uh, they'll probably remember it. it for the little amount of time it takes it is the sort of thing that some people will remember their entire lives oh absolutely well it's a great educational process for the children to to yeah. to see who's back upon whose back our freedom and liberty is, is placed. All right. And one thing yes. I do want to do is, is thank you oh, sure. and, and um, uh, the station for so much support in this. And if uh, to see, find out any more information on this, go to ReeseForWarriors.com, ReeseForWarriors.com. And uh, uh, we hope to see you all there. All right, thank you, sir. It's always great to see you, Doc McGill, everyone. Springfield's Talk 1041 from Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. It's the most wonderful time. Of the first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain today. High of 57. Rain 43 tonight. And then uh, just a slight chance. But as Doc McGill mentioned there, that seems to be less and less likely for tomorrow with a high of 48. Sunday sunny with a high of 51. Um, you know, as we are going to get into those colder temperatures, many of us are familiar with what happens, particularly if you have sidewalks in this part of the country with the the moisture, the rain, the freezing of it, then that expands and then it thaws out. 
And in this area, we have per season about 30 of those instances that occur. And you notice it, you see it on your sidewalks, and you watch it from year to year, those little areas that get rough and they break away more and more. If you have a chimney, this same thing happens. Even if you don't use your chimney, you think, oh, yeah, we've got a chimney, but I don't need to worry about any sort of upkeep because we don't actually use it. Yeah, you do. Because that becomes an entry point into your home for moisture, for water. Uh, Even during a period of time we weren't using ours, we ended up with some water damage because we just didn't realize that that was something that was occurring. And so we had water that was making its way in. And it was just little tiny bits, but it was enough over time to do damage. Ozark Stove and Chimney, this is one of the areas that they can do tremendous Tremendous help for you. They are CSI. This is Certified Sweep Technicians. That's the certification they have. They also, for any sort of work that's done or improvements, infrastructure, or or otherwise, unprecedented lifetime warranty. And 0% financing and other convenient payment options as well. So I definitely recommend, if you have a chimney, you have a fireplace, even if you do not use it, Please, this is based off my own experience, do not think that you don't need it checked out and maintained. Ozark Stove and Chimney, you can find them at ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. New polling number coming out yesterday that is consistent with polling that we have seen in the past, and that is Trump beating Biden in swing states. Former President Donald Trump having the edge over Biden in seven Crucial swing states and hypothetical matchups with the 2024 election less than a year away. This according to a Bloomberg News morning consult poll. The poll released yesterday shows Trump leading Biden in head-to-head races and in deeper fields in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Trump won six Of those seven states back in 2016, which, of course, propelled him to the White House over Hillary Clinton, but in 2020, Biden carried six of those states in his victory over Trump. These states will decide the 2024 election, and Trump's early strength in them is a cause for concern for Democrats and Biden, whose approval rating registers at historic lows in other recent polling. Biden, quote, is making no gains among groups. He is going to need to pull off a victory next year. Morning consult politics and uh, an analyst Eli Yokely told Bloomberg News. In looking at individual states in the Bloomberg News morning consult poll, Trump has a 46-42 lead uh, in Arizona. In uh, Wisconsin, a four-point lead, 45-41. In Georgia, a six-point lead, 46-43. In Michigan, a four-point lead, 46-42. In Pennsylvania, two points, 46-44. Nevada, three points, 47-44. In North Carolina, a nine-point lead with 49-40. And so, once again, what we're looking at here is not... We're well beyond the outlier. This is a word that you are not hearing in a rationalization perspective, rational perspective. We were hearing from Democrats for a while. 
they, they, I think that what is going on here, they recognize that that is the reality of what is happening. So it is just a matter now, what do they do? How do they deal with it? I, I think that there is another reality that for many of them is being recognized, and that is there's really nothing legitimately that they are going to be able to do in order to change people's minds. Now, by legitimately, this is what I mean. They are not going to be able to point to their policies as reasons that people should vote for them. So that's how it used to be done, to some degree. You would argue, hey, our policies are better. We want to do these things. Here are examples of where these things we have done in the past work. Or here we do these things in these states. Here are states that we run. And look at how great things are there. We want to do that for the entire nation. Vote for us. And you would try to sell that. And, of course, there was some level generally of sleight of hand, maybe some uh, um, cherry-picking of numbers. But the Democrats have so destroyed essentially everything they have control over, It they, they're recognizing that they cannot rely on their results on a national level they tried desperately to convince people that the economy is actually doing very well they've tried desperately to convince people that the border is secure they've tried desperately to convince people that you know for a while oh, crime really isn't that bad you i mean it wasn't just a year plus ago that democrats were out there claiming that the crime situation was just a myth being perpetrated by Republicans. But they're beginning to panic because they are recognizing that that people are not buying it anymore. And it's not as if Democrats can point to states that they run and say, well, this is what we want to do for the country. Look at California. These are states where people are leaving and they are specifically moving to states of people that are, you know, that are run by Republicans. So that leaves them with this, just a few options. One of the options, of course, is to find a replacement for Biden. Now, they still have challenges there, and that is you're still talking about Democrat policies. If the reason that Biden was doing poorly was only about his age and it was only about corruption, and it was only about uh, his senility, then swapping him out would be a much easier decision. But it is about more than that. It's about results. And so what they're facing with is whomever else we put in there, we're, you know, they're still not going to be able to say, oh, we're the answer for the economy. We're the answer for the border. We're the answer for crime because people are seeing what their answer to those things are. In fact, I would argue that if the economy was doing well, if, if, if it wasn't so devastating to the average American, none of this Hunter Biden stuff, none of the corruption stuff would matter to people. Uh, now, it would to you and it would to me. But I, I, I don't believe that is in any way, shape, or form what is the biggest problem for Democrats and for Biden. It certainly doesn't help. 
They don't have anything. And, of course, this is why we are watching the continued roundup of Trump supporters, the attempt to imprison Trump, the attempt to keep Trump off of the ballot, the attempt to um, imprison Trump delegates and electors and Trump attorneys. Uh, it is the, the reason that they are already talking about potential election interference, which only happens when a Republican wins, of course. When a Democrat wins, it is the greatest election that ever happened and the most secure election that ever happened, according to the media and the Democrats. This is one of the reasons that we are in a pretty precarious situation right now with this election. And I steer away from the most important election of our lifetime talk simply because it seems as if we hear that quite often to the point that I think for a lot of people it has lost its meaning, though it could very well be true. But when you have a political party that has openly demonstrated that they will take these sort of dictatorial approaches in canceling elections as the Democrats have done for their primary in Florida, banning their opponent from being on the ballot, which they have attempted to do in numerous elections, attempting to imprison political opposition, as they've done everywhere from Trump supporters all the way to Trump himself. And they have absolutely no record to run on. They are a psychotic, rabid animal that has been backed into a corner. And if you've never seen what that looks like, it ain't pretty. Springfield's Talk 1041 live from Scramblers this morning. We've got ourselves a first responders breakfast, free breakfast for first responders that sponsored by Pyramid Roofing Companies and, Bar- and Barker Frame and Collision. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Thank you. Well, I think we've all been in that situation where we've had a vehicle in the past where maybe it didn't exactly have everything that you were looking for. It was just a vehicle like that drivability. Got, yeah, that too, or storage space, or bells and whistles, what have it. And um, if you're in the market to purchase a vehicle, you want to make sure that when you're spending that money, you want to get what you want. And if you've got a couple of options on the table and you're really trying to narrow it down, I recommend Avis, the car rental company's long-term rental program. That's what this program was created for, to kind of bridge that gap between buying and leasing a vehicle. It allows you to test drive multiple vehicles, and it really does give you that ultimate test drive. And the best part about the long-term rental program is if you get into a vehicle and you realize, you know, I need more space or I want more bells and whistles, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you do want more information on that long-term rental program, I recommend that you take a trip to the Avis store. It's here in Springfield off of Fort and Sunshine. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can always find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. We had posted, and by we I mean Sarah, had posted uh, photos of uh, many of the toys being carted off yesterday. And incidentally, do we know how things are with all that? The I haven't been by the the station this morning. I know that a couple trickled in um, just right after... They well, picked them up. In Virginia, also, it was after the show yesterday. She said, now, are you guys still taking toys? And I said, yeah, if somebody adopted a mm-hmm. kid. And bring it. She said, okay, because the lady called and said, you know, that she had one, but 
she hadn't done it yet. And I was like, yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, we need those. Definitely. But the reason I bring it up is I saw that somebody had posted a comment about how awesome we are for doing all that and everything. And I and I'm we not. We do maybe 10% yes, of that's it. that's what. And of that 10%, Sarah does 99% of that 10%. And I don't say that to try to sound humble or anything. I re- I I talk about it. I mean that that is it. Maybe I set up a tree or two, uh, the ones that Sarah is just not able to because she has a thousand other things going on. So, um, but but I just I, I want to thank all of you guys because honest to goodness, and again not to sound like somebody accepting an award or something. And it's all you people, but really you guys are the ones who do it. You're the ones who take time out of your day. And you go to one of these locations and you pick a kid and then you use your money to find gifts for these kids and you bring it in. You do the absolute most out of all of us. And so I truly, truly, genuinely mean that it it couldn't happen without you. And I do the least amount out of anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because of you guys, we were able to provide 77 foster children with Christmas this year. And that is just the ultimate feel good. So thank you for everyone who participated in our Santa's angels. And thank you to our uh, tree locations as well. Yes. Uh, all of you. That, so a one custom car care, uh, crown power and equipment. Anchor got tactical Anchor tactical and, and green County freight and food uh, sales. Carney, of course. So all of you, uh, thank you so much as always. I think they were the repeats from the year before they were, some of them have done it year after mm-hmm. year after year, but uh, the, all four I know, had done it the previous year as well, so thank you all for that. Uh, the the Wa- Washington Post has <laughs> uh, a piece acknowledging that, well, Hunter Biden, okay, maybe he is corrupt, and, and uh, this is probably something that, in fact, should have been looked at back when his daddy was vice president. They're admit now the reason this is noteworthy because we're watching the evolution of justification and dismissiveness. Okay, if there's one thing that we've learned about people who are intellectually call it that of the left, there's never an acknowledgement. Oh gosh, we were wrong. Never, never, ever, ever do they believe not just acknowledge but believe they were wrong they just shift they justify we've watched through this entire hunter biden situation and even if they may acknowledge oh well yes uh, we we erred here we were wrong on this it's only for the purpose of continuing the rationalization of why in the big picture they're correct so in other words for these purposes Washington Post, while they're acknowledging essentially that, okay, Hunter Biden is corrupt, it's all in the context of, but it doesn't have, excuse me, anything to do with President Biden. They profess that the Justice Department does have a strong criminal case against Hunter Biden, arguing that his involvement in Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company that hired him in 2014, despite no experience, was in fact a scandal. Even though we continue, of course, to hear that one of the great things about the Obama administration is that it was scandal-free. The Washington Post writes, The Justice Department has strong criminal case against Hunter Biden for allegedly failing to pay federal taxes. By the way, nope, it's not allegedly. No one is denying. 
He doesn't deny he failed. There is not a single person who denies he failed to pay federal taxes. Everyone admits it. One of his buddies paid it for him after the fact. Nonetheless, claiming false deductions, lying about his drug use on paperwork to buy a gun, they wrote, Congress, by contrast, lacks any reasonable basis for moving forward with impeachment against President Biden over his son's dubious business dealings and personal conduct. Personal conduct. The Washington Post even acknowledges President Joe Biden falsely claimed that his son has not made money in China in Octo- uh, back in October of 2020. The outlet argued that the issue should have been a scandal when Biden was serving as vice president under the Obama administration, adding that it was a mistake for the president to insist that his son has done nothing wrong when he clearly has behaved so grossly personally and professionally. So... And the article also, they they say the legal process will now decide Hunter Biden's fate. But on the current evidence, the sins of the son should not be visited upon the father. So this is all pivoting in a way that they believe is going to best preserve their power. That's all that it is. So here's their thinking. And it's essentially a... Okay, throw Hunter Biden under the bus. He's horrible. He's awful. But that doesn't have anything to do with Joe. That has nothing to do with Joe. And they add into it. See, this is even... uh, There's almost an art to this. They reference that this is really something that should have been dealt with in the Obama administration. Now, some people may look at this and think, how refreshing. Finally, uh, there's recognition of corruption in the Obama administration. But that's not what this is. This is to add to one of the lines that the left loves to drag out, and that is, this is old news. They love to do this. That was a long time ago. And so that that little footnote of this is something that actually should have been investigated all the way back in the Obama administration when Biden was vice president is really just another way to try and distance it from any sort of um, reasonable or meaningful scandal of today. So what the new position is, as as you've got the Washington Post, is, hey, we don't disagree. Oh, yeah, no, we're with you. Hunter Biden's a bad guy. But one, it has nothing to do with his dad. And two, it's old news. It's from such a long time ago. It has nothing to do with this administration. So it's time to move on. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed.